You're listening to the Prairie Town Basement Sessions. I'm your host, Ian Krochak. Hey everyone, hope you've all had a wonderful week. I can't believe it, but we're almost halfway through July already. I can't even believe it. Just absolutely mind-blowing. Hope you're all able to get away this summer to recharge your proverbial batteries. Though it is kind of hard to get away. Um, Price of gas just absolutely hitting the roof, isn't it? And the airline industry just being an absolute gong show. I don't actually know anybody that's taken a flight in the last month or two that hasn't been delayed or something. So anyway, hopefully that sorts itself out. But I know my family and I have rediscovered some of the beauty and uniqueness locally in our own backyard, uh, which has been kind of refreshing and, uh, and a lot more cost effective for sure. So we have an absolutely fabulous guest for today's show. I really enjoyed chatting with this guy and uh, truth be told, I've been sitting on this interview for a few months now and just now it's time to actually air it, which is, so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Will Ardell is a singer-songwriter from Saskatchewan, Canada. More about Will in our opening act. Country music great Merle Haggard once said, I'll tell you what the public likes more than anything. It's the most rare commodity in the world honesty. Yes, honesty. This is a word that is thrown around pretty carelessly these days. That's pretty surprising because there doesn't seem to be boatloads of it floating around. The great singer-songwriters of the past and present seem to have the courage to not only engage in self-exploration, but are also willing to share it with whoever is willing to listen. Honesty can cut right to the bone. It can be both painful or pleasantly surprising. Regardless, it's cathartic for the artists who delve in it and refreshing for the people who hear it. The world needs more honesty, doesn't it? Will Ardell is one of those artists. His words and music are like a welcomed friend. They sound vaguely familiar, yet incredibly refreshing, all at the same time. It's timeless. In 2011, Will headed to Nashville to record with the esteemed producer Steve Rutledge and released his first record, All About the Ride, in 2012. Save Me was the first single off that record and was released to country radio and broke the top 40. And in 2013, he earned the title of Saskatchewan Country Music Association Rising Star. In 2014, Ardell released his next record, Reckless, which enjoyed consistent radio play in the UK, Europe, and the United States. Reckless also caught the attention of his peers in Saskatchewan, and he was once again nominated for several Saskatchewan Country Music Association awards, including Video of the Year for 10,000 Candles. By the end of 2015, Will had a total of 15 Saskatchewan Country Music Association nominations, and since then has released multiple singles, including Unrestrained, Beautiful Kind, and Wounded Kids, and also started a concert series called The Blackbird Sessions. Will Ardell's music reminds me of the prairies. It's both rugged and pretty. It's dirt roads meeting blacktops and detours all along the way. It's also a front row seat into the human condition. Ladies and gentlemen, my interview with Will Ardell. Hey, Will, welcome to the Prairie Town Basement Sessions, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. We're, uh, Kind of hoping April starts smartening up. I think both Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's been a it's been a crazy last couple of weeks weather wise. But yeah, we're doing good here. So so epic, eh? Like I mean, I think they were just saying that we were gonna we're gonna get an Alberta Clipper coming through like Wednesday night and stuff like that. So uh, 
I um, heard that too. They're saying there's there's also a Colorado low, I think, coming up over the weekend too. Right. So on. it's like it's, <laughs> it it just keeps coming back in the room and yelling more expletives and leaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like getting kind of biblical at this at this point. Uh you kind of share with me off air, hope you mind me saying this, but you, you said you work for highways and so that you're you potentially yeah. could be getting a call anytime to get back on those roads. Yeah, it's it's been, you know, this last winter is, has been, I think, for anybody in Manitoba or in the Prairie Province, maybe, maybe elsewhere, but it's been it's been busy. You know, you have uh storms, you have you have ice ice storms, you have rain, you have snow, you have temperatures that are just not conducive to good road conditions. And yeah, it's you know, you feel for I feel for the guys now in southeast Saskatchewan and into Manitoba the last few days there that have had to deal with yeah. that, that big storm that came through North Dakota. They were saying got hit by a bunch, but yeah. Yeah, you know, winter winter will just keep doing what it does and you can't control mother nature. That's right, that's right, man. Well listen, I um you're you're a really fascinating guy and uh I'm I'm so I was I saw you uh first saw you on social media I guess and I, and then I found your music and I'm like I, I have to chat with this guy this format ideal situation for that mm-hmm. right and um so you know for those listeners that may not know who you are can you just kind of maybe tell a bit, a little bit about yourself and 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 your kind of maybe music trajectory well it's kind of complicated but I think the I'll try to sum it up in a very short version of it but i i kind of started i didn't start really doing music until i was about 29 ish it was it was a year my father passed away and i started um i had a bunch of songs and poetry written before that but i started like putting them down into into an audio format and then and uh started writing these songs and figured well i gotta record them so i went down to nashville and did all that that whole thing with nashville and uh to be honest it it worked, I guess, at that time, but mm-hmm. it was never something in the long run that it was probably who I was. Mm-hmm. So I took, I, I went through about four years of of kind of promoting that album, playing shows just in a smaller format, you know, local shows uh, where I could do it. Um, and I took about five years off and I had, I had some personal things that I went through and I, I kept writing through that. And, and recently in the last uh, three years, I guess, uh, really been focusing on writing songs that that are probably a lot different than what is out there on radio. Mm-hmm. And and with that comes a whole new vein. It, it You lose the people perhaps that fell in love with you mm-hmm. because they initially, um, but for me, it's been, it's, it's been a, music has kind of followed my progression as a person, I hope. Yeah. And, and I, I've always wanted to write songs that that were pretty in depth and that meant something to people. That were um, doesn't mean they have to be intense or dark, you know. And it's, some of my stuff is dark, but I, I always wanted to write songs that meant something to people. And yeah. I started doing that more. And now I've, I just crossed the forty-year-old threshold here this last year. And congratulations! And life, <laughs> you made it this far, right? That's you made thing. it this far, exactly. <laughs> But you, you want to write songs, and I, I think for me, I shouldn't say everybody, but for me, I want to write songs that um, hopefully stand the test of time. And that's kind of what I've been focusing on the last couple of years, uh, putting this stuff out. You know, that completely comes across. Your music is very poetic. So I'm just kind of curious, like, were you were you 
obviously actively scribing poems, writing poems before the music thing. And was how was that transition from from that to kind of music and then to convey those thoughts through song? Well, it's not a huge leap. I think if you're a writer, you always have the ability to write. And I, I always tell this to people too, that when they're, and I, I, I because one thing I do is I, I'll sometimes sit down there and I'll bang out six, seven songs in a night and I'll go through three week periods of nothing. Right. Wow. So it, it just depends on, on i'm a very emotion emotional emotive writer so i have to be in the mindset to do it i can't just sit there like a factory and, and bang out with three other people songs about tailgates like i can't do that and i'm very honest about it it's not that i i i haven't done that but it's not something that sticks with me and i think yeah. um i grew up in an environment which people maybe not maybe don't realize i grew up in an environment which i don't talk about much where um what i'm doing now was not considered the right thing to do it was very Mm -hmm. secular fundamentalist religious environment so when i left some of that i always had this stuff in my head but it was being able to come to terms with being able to use it for what i'm doing now Mm -hmm. and i think that's why it took me so long to do it because you you always had that stuff that was drilled into you as a kid that you're what you're doing is wrong you shouldn't be doing it and so it took me a number of years to overcome that. Uh, when I have started overcoming it, it's been like a you're almost opening the tap on a dam. Yeah. Yeah. And so that stuff started coming out and you just keep writing, you keep writing, you keep writing. And there's sometimes the stuff is crap. Sometimes the stuff is good. Mm-hmm. And you just try to wade through all of that to find things that are going to work. Um, I've always loved stories of people. I've loved yeah. listening to people's stories, as matter what their background is, as matter what their what their role in life is. Uh, I've always loved that kind of stuff, and and to be able to, to relay stories, I think, is the epitome of a songwriter. Yeah, in my eyes, and it, maybe that's not everybody's eyes, but to me, it is. It's like the ability to write songs that hopefully leave a lasting impression on the listener twenty, thirty years down the road. If you can do that, I think you've done your job. It's hard to talk about the end This pen and not our toxic friends Words collide around my head And fall to There's one thing I'm left to say In case you don't come back my way There will never be a day I won't think of you I'm sorry I never loved you Unrestrained I'm sorry I took Sorry, I never loved you 
You'll hear those old footsteps of mine Ones that remind you Of the better times Maybe you'll shed a tear Over how we were so insecure Hard as nails I appear But it's all for show I'm sorry you never influences because like you've you have these these beautiful thoughts and you convey them now through song but wh- why kind of the country uh folk mm-hmm. genre yeah I, I think you everybody has something in them that's natural as to what their art is right and i, I don't think that's something you can fight um mm-hmm. as a writer like and i know for myself uh, yourself as well or anybody that does this you intrinsically gravitate towards things that are just natural to you. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, if you're an artist and you're a writer, you, you can often do a lot of things that, that perhaps aren't even in a genre per se. You just, you just write things and how they come out is how they come out. And I think we get often so focused and being around this business now for 10 years, we get so focused on trying to fit into a certain genre, to have it on the radio, to have it in this category, to have it in that category. I think that sometimes from a marketing and maybe a monetary perspective, that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's art though all the time because there, it tends to get convoluted and it tends to get a lot of people saying, well, you, you have to put it in this category. You have to change this. You have to change that. And I get that. Yeah. You try to make, we're all trying to make money at it, but there's, a, there's some things that I realized when I started doing this and I'm very honest and open about it. There, there's, there's something to be said for the artist that just goes out there and goes, this is the song I'm written. I've written. This is the subject matter. This is the sound on it. And you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. That's right. And it's very hard nowadays to do that, but you're seeing more and more artists doing that. Like you have Tyler Chillers, you have all these, uh cody jinx all these underground artists whether it's country or whether it's rock Mm -hmm. they're just saying this is what my art is 
it's not necessarily genre specific. Yeah, exactly. And that's maybe the whole point I was trying to make of that long soliloquy, but <laughs> it's, um, I think it's right now music is, very, is, is going through a stage where you have so many really good artists that perhaps wouldn't have gotten heard 10 years ago. Yeah. 100%. Because that environment is so open right now, whether it's folk or country or rock, it's like, show us what you got, put your heart and soul out there. Yeah. Do you think there's extra pressure on indies to try to be something to try to fit that mold just because it's, it's such a tough business and it's to get a return on your investment, especially, I mean, we all do it because we love to create and we need the outlet, but mm-hmm. we do, yeah, there, there is a time where we, we do need some return on our investment. It's a, it's a costly business. And, um, and there's that pressure to say, listen, I want to, I'm going to create something to fit this format so I can get return on my investment on radio or whatever the case may be. There absolutely is, you know, and it, it's, it's much easier. I shouldn't say it's easier. Maybe that's the wrong word. It's has the potential to be easier to write something that will fit in that. When you pitch a song to radio as an independent artist, got to be under a certain time length, got to have a certain beats permitted. It's got to have certain subject matter. Fair enough. I get that. But what are you in it for? Right. That is what I always say. If that's what you're in it for, absolutely. Go ahead and do that. If, yep. if you're in it to make money at it, I'm the same way. I, I, I'm tooth and nail about fighting for money and fighting for the rights to where songwriters should be paid what they're worth, whether it's a live show, whether it's Spotify. I'm 100% behind that. I understand the business side of it very well. I also think at the end of the day, when you're 70, 80 years old, what do you want to take from it? Yeah, exactly. are, are you going to take that money or are you going to take perhaps that you made a little bit of a difference with longevity yeah. because there, there's, I always, I always say there's a thousand bands that are going to play cover songs and be cover bands and they're going to play that stuff. Super amazing. And they're going to be exactly, they're going to be uh, tribute bands. They're going to be amazing, amazing artists and they're amazing, amazing musicians, singers. Mm-hmm. But what difference are you going to make personally? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember talking to some a songwriter just a little about just, even making sometimes fall into traps and but making long-term decisions because you know that you know 40 or 50 years from now um you want to be proud of that song like you didn't want to exactly you know and and like i i've been there like i've been like you know wanting to use a particular lyric or something or or a certain sound and you know that a good thing i was in front of somebody that kind of said you know come on man i mean let's we talked about this and that's kind of not, that's not a shoe that you fit. It's you don't wear that well. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to get your take on that for sure. Cause I just think it's like, uh, I mean, I, I said, cause like for someone like you and, you know, I I've read your bio and I've, I've looked mm-hmm. at, I've looked at your Spotify profiles and, and what have you. And, and I mean, you have a lot of active listeners and obviously people you're reaching a lot of people right now you know, you're finding some success and, you know, and, um, you know, and you've got the active listeners, but that that's been hard work. Right. And, and I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, so you're, so you decide to record um, and you choose Nashville. And I'm just curious what that thought process was like, how did that come about? Well, so the, the first thing, when I first went down with that first album, it was, I was pretty much a deer in the headlights. I was so naive to the process. I had all these people saying, you know, you got to do this. You got to go this route. You you, you got to talk to this guy because he knows people who know people that can, you know, yada, yada, the whole thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it did its part. It was, was it worth the investment financially debatable? Mm-hmm. I would say it's very debatable. I'm 
everything I've recorded the last five years of it has been done in Saskatchewan here by one of my good friends, Aspen Beverage. Uh, he's a producer, has a band called League of Wolves, a rock band. But he's the first producer I've worked with that gets me in a sense that when you, when you work with somebody that gets yeah. you, that understands mm-hmm. what you're going for, where you're yeah. not just a number mm-hmm. in a studio trying to bang out something else that literally everybody else has just put out. That's easy to find those kind of people. There, there's a shit ton of people, sorry my language, that will take your money. There's yeah. a ton of people that will take your money, man. Absolutely. And, um, Every, everybody's got their hands out right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think I got to the point, it's like I, I couldn't, what I was doing on the first album, and, and some of those songs are really good, and I, I, I always I stand by them, but um, I invested a lot and thought differently at that time at that age. And I think mm-hmm. as you grow older, I started looking at it from a little different angle, right? I, I didn't care about what I, how I looked on stage and didn't spend 10 minutes in the mirror before I went to play the show. It's like <laughs> my focus hopefully will always be the music and the emotional impact because the emotional impact of songs, I think, is the most important part of it. That's, that's literally why we love songs is the emotional impact of them. You can, you can put out a, a whole album of songs that are really catchy. They're, they're earworms. They're upbeat. They're all this kind of stuff. What's the longevity of that stuff? Absolutely. And, you know, I saw, I've, you know, I've listened to your, your music and um, specifically I've listened to unrestrained and, and beautiful kind. Right. So, you know, for, for me, they're, they have one thing in common for sure is, is that something I can picture. Obviously there's some production on it, but I can see you playing that just acoustically. Right. Exactly, and, and one song is is a little bit more like you're kind of it's very bold, and and then the other one's a little bit sweeter, right? And yep. but the one thing they have in common is they would translate just solo. So when you're in the studio and you're in Nashville, and you talk about that producer that gets you, is that is that the type of conversation you're having? It, in Nashville, it wasn't. It wasn't no. like that. In Nashville is like okay, well, this is your song. We're going to learn the charts. We're going to play it out for you and you're going to lay down the vocals and we're going to mix it and that's it. So it's a very mechanical way of doing things, right? Whereas when I'm with Aspen here in Saskatoon and we were recording all these stuff for the Truth album, um, it's like, okay, what's the vibe we're going for? We'll run through the song. We'll, we'll look at it in terms perhaps much differently than the mechanical Nashville player way. Mm-hmm. which and I'm not nothing against the Nashville player way because there's amazing musicians. There's amazing artists down there, but for what we're doing right now, it's like, okay, what's, what's the emotional impact of this? What, what lyrics, like I had conversations, like some of the songs I didn't send it to you, but I have a song called wounded kids. I don't know if you've, mm. you've, you've seen that on YouTube, but I have, uh, I have seen that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it, it has bad language in it. As far as, you know, you don't say that kind of stuff. You don't, in country music, you don't use the F word. Well, you got one. So mm-hmm. it's like, you you can't take away from the song by sugarcoating it. You have to, you have to write the lyrics as they are appropriate. Right. And I think that's kind of what I've, I've not compromised on anymore. I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to just write songs that are, perhaps going to be mainstream in a sense because i can do that i can honestly do that stuff all day long and i i've I've started not doing that as much i i want to write songs that maybe are a little bit different but they get under the armor of people um 
I, I can write songs about happy times all day long. I can write songs about trucks and beer and fishing at the lake. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that stuff in my sleep. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm a great songwriter that way. And people say, why don't you do that? Well, it's because if I have to go up there and sing that stuff, I'm not going to sing it with the same intensity as the stuff that I'm writing that I believe in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's, mean, a bit of a, there's a bit of a principle and integrity with it to me nowadays. Yeah, and do you think maybe that's what resonates with your with your audience and with your fans and followers? Because I think like you definitely come across as like this kind of everyday guy, and um, you know you're you're, you're very likable, you're you're very relatable. You know, you have even though you have a Saskatchewan, I think you have a Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, T-shirt on. Everybody for those Manitobans, whatever. I apologize. I'm just joking. I, I love I love the Riders actually. I'm just joking. I gotta tell you, there there is no better football game than the Labor Day Classic in the Banjo Bowl. There is 100%. no better NFL football. Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. That's a hell of a game right love there. It. Love I don't, every it. Year, love it. Every year. Every year. Every year. And by the way, for your Winnipeg, your Pilsner, Saskatchewan beer, that's... And I knew I liked you, but now you have to prove it. Because I, I, whenever I go to Saskatchewan, I don't know why I wait for that, because I could get it here, but uh, just down the street. But for some reason, it's I need this vitamin P. Um, I, I was just actually in Regina on business, and I had to, of course, indulge in the, some Pilsner and find the little white rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. But what I was going to say is that obviously you're very relatable and, and people are are really finding your message meaningful. And so that's that's kind of translating into some success, like you're getting nominations and, and notoriety and listens. And, and I know you're, you have a, you're kind of a management company. So like, how, how does it, that feel for you? It's very humbling. And I, I say that with very much grace and and, uh, and humility with it. And uh I never know what to say anymore to stuff because I, I, I never consider myself a very, I don't consider myself anywhere other than about an inch off the bottom. I always, always, (laughs) it's, it's the old joke. It's like I started on the bottom and now after 10 years of hard work, I'm about an inch and a half off the bottom. So it's like, it's, it's a joke that I always use, but I I never take myself too seriously. I, I, I just want to write songs that hopefully are very real in a sense. And I think perhaps that's the only thing I ever really care to be known for. I I don't care about the fame or the money. I know it sounds stupid perhaps to some people, but I really don't. I I guess if if a guy could make a living writing songs and playing music, I think we'd all want that. But Mm -hmm. I realize at the end of the day, I'm 40 years old. I started late. My odds of doing that are pretty, pretty slim. So I I take it for what it's worth. And I, if I can do something that, um, maybe help somebody and and it sounds cliche but even even help somebody or or has some sort of a meaning in their life that maybe changes their life or their somebody else that they know then i i have to do that Is your heart like mine? Does it think from town to town, from hanging on the line? When all you wanna do is fly, does this wild, wild world feel a little bit colder, girl? When the sail just won't unfurl and you're laying there in the dirt, 
Don't get caught up in a day of sadness Sometimes you got to leave it all behind If you get lost in the sound of madness You will always be the beautiful kind And so for yourself, uh, you know, you, you write the songs, you record the songs, you perform the songs, right? Now, I mean, the, the I think when I first saw you on social media was the Blackbird Sessions. Oh, it, um, yeah, with Kirk uh, Jourdain, yeah. Yeah, this was a little while ago, maybe the first rendition or, so, I don't know, something like that. And I've been kind of following it ever since, right? And so um, and so, what was the idea around that? And, and obviously, that's a real venue for you to be able to get your stuff out there. Yeah, see, we, Burke and I, Burke... Um, really great songwriter uh great artist uh we were we kind of got uh, got to know each other through the dog patch festival here last year mm. and it was you know <laughs> during the pandemic they had a little festival they put on and we had kind of our restrictions relaxed and um he opened up before me and i was playing before jd bixby but sorry i got I got a cat back there that uh, <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a cat back there that realizes that spring's coming. So, yeah, <laughs> so, <exactly. laughs> this is the That's best hilarious. interview ever, eh? Hey? Well, uh, no, it is actually. This is I'm enjoying it, but I was just I was just hoping that you're okay. It sounded like some shrilling in the background. <laughs> no, no, no. I got I got a cat here that uh, you know had the windows open it got some spring weather going on so she's called trying to call on her boyfriends here now but yeah exactly <laughs> it's gonna be a busy night yeah yeah so but yeah i met i met burke and and um after he was done his set and i was going up next we kind of met backstage and started just you know talking and stuff like that and um had a lot in common kept in touch and we started well you know what we should start doing is maybe doing this acoustic singer songwriter thing right and Nashville has the Bluebird sessions, and yeah. we're like, because both him and I are kind of 
have been through our own individual experiences in life you know we're both about the same age and you know the good and the bad things and the and the and the light and the dark and we're like well, mm-hmm. let's what's kind of something we should do to to maybe bring this kind of our songs out there and like well nashville has the blur the bluebird sessions and they're you know happy go lucky and everybody's <laughs> singing party songs and like well let's just and he's like well let's just call it the blackbird sessions like because we're both wearing black all the time and we're kind of like the antithesis to some of this stuff. <laughs> so we started doing that and it's been, it's been well received and, and um, it's heavy, you know, it's like, he's got some heavy songs about, about his upbringing and his grandpa's upbringing. And um, I've got songs about my life and stuff growing up, uh, but it's been different. It's been really cool mm-hmm. in the sense that you're, we're telling the stories behind some of the songs. We're also playing some of the covers we like, like Waylon and yeah. Tom Petty and just different things that we combine on at the end of the night and, and Johnny Cash and um, just something different. Just yeah. where you can, you can sit around because I always loved hearing the stories behind the songs with artists. I, I think that's, that's half the fun when you where did this song come when they tell the story about it i always love that kind of stuff yeah no for sure i mean i love the love the name too and it, and it resonated with me too just because i love i do love that concept and here in winnipeg there there's a there's a couple of venues that are starting to do that i was actually mm-hmm. thinking of starting one as well um mm-hmm. it's just a matter of what where and and what kind of traction to get but so yeah i i really love the concept and i, I was going to ask you if you guys were throwing in covers there but it just I'm sure it's very well received because it's just kind of raw and, you know, uh, and people almost need that connection now after COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's an, a personal thing. Well, like him, him and I were talking, like we've, we've played in bands and I still play, I still play in a band right now, you know, playing covers and I play in a band that plays originals. So, um, and, and some covers, but it's like, so we could go up there and we, and like I said, you we go up there, in our band respective bands and play every cover song note for note nobody would really care after a week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't you know like they want i want to see those guys play the pseudo alabama again like they, <laughs> it'd be if i'm sure it'd find meaning for some person yeah out there <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like yeah i know what you mean us with any face and and person and yeah. instrument and it wouldn't make a difference so it's like yeah yeah so what what can we do that's a little different you know we what would be something that maybe would stand out good or bad maybe some people are going to hate it but at least they're going to remember you and i think yeah, if sure. they remember you at least you're doing something right 100 100 percent. so then so you i think i saw it was posted blackbird se- uh, session two or something so like what's the plan are you guys just gonna uh, continue been, to do several sessions yeah or? Yeah, we've been, we've got, uh, we played the second one at Hanks. We actually, the first time we played there in February, we got rebooked. Uh, we played that one here and we're, our next one is in Elbow, Saskatchewan on May 28th. Uh, Burke is, we're trying to work through it because with my schedule and his schedule, trying to make that work, he's got some solo gigs, got some band gigs. I've got the same. So we're just trying to fit those in. We've got one May 28th in Elbow. Uh, mm-hmm. We're looking to fill up maybe one in July maybe one in June. We've got one in September. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to work around our schedules now with everything open up, quote unquote, post COVID mandates. It's, uh, it's nice, you know, like, for every musician that wants to get out there and play. And it, it, it's so nice to be able to go out there and see faces again. And, and, yeah. and people are just, they're so appreciative of it now. 
yeah you know and you know as well as i do you being yourself a musician and artist and not having it for two years man it was like whew. <laughs> it's like you it's don't tough. realize how much you missed it how much totally. you missed it. 100%. Yeah. i mean you could do all the live streams you want but it's just not it's not the same right and and so um so what's what's the game plan for you uh like a month or ten down the road you got any new tunes coming out uh, uh where can people kind of find you yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping here, uh, we're going to be, Aspen and I are hopefully mixing another track here in the next three weeks. It's called Songs in the Dark, and hopefully that will be out within the next six weeks, somewhere in there. Right That's kind of, kind of the plan. Um, I've got shows here Saturday, and then the 30th, and then I've got one in Alberta in May. And then one, the elbow one, May 28th. But yeah, between fight and work and, and music, and uh, yeah. it's going to be busy enough. Um, I'm kind of trying to take a few weekends this, this summer to just go fishing. Yeah. I'm a big, I, I really want to do that too, because I didn't do much of that last year, perhaps selfishly. But um, I'm taking a few weekends in July to go fishing and, and enjoy that kind of life too with, with the family. So. Uh, but yeah everything other than that it's uh working on that and trying to finish up i got about four more songs to record for the album i just keep the funny thing is you keep i'm like well okay this this is the last song for the album and i'm done i'm like okay i just wrote one i gotta use this one i know i know it's got that new (laughs) it's got that new car smell right and you just want to go okay i want to i want to do something with this i know i hear you yeah i i suffer from the same affliction for sure well, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll make sure uh, we share any of your dates out and, uh, and obviously your new music now that we, I, I just, I really enjoyed our conversation and uh, Same we'll, here, yeah. Same here. hopefully we'll stay in touch, you know, all the best uh, in the next uh, little while and be safe on those roads, man. I really do wish you, you and yours the best here in the next spring and summer months and let's absolutely keep in touch and maybe we can get together yeah. for a uh, labor day classic one of these days you're on man everybody heard it we got on it's got on tape now so yeah for sure we'll, we'll definitely do that i'll i'll come in i'll come i'll wear the green though yeah. i'll even wear a winnipeg jersey okay here we go all right now we're up to something okay right on man okay well you take care of yourself man yeah Thanks same for joining us. thank you very much i appreciate it Sometimes I'm a raging fire in a whirlwind smoke Drinking whiskey from the Father To drown the Holy Ghost I don't let the hard times kill me Ain't nothing gonna break my heart Whoa, writing songs here in the dark is this wild world turns too fast And we'll never plant the future If we keep digging up the past Should I crash and burn, Lord? I hope I leave a mark Whoa, writing songs here in the dark Know that I love you, baby, like a metal love.
Wild ones, renegade, small town, born and raised Our sweet salvation lies beyond the lines of the interstate Tonight we'll go out dancing under a halo built of stars Oh, riding songs here in the dark I would like to thank Will for joining me on this week's show. He's one of those guys that you feel like you've known him all your life after chatting with him. And truth be told, Will and I chatted for probably another hour and a half after I stopped recording our conversation. He's definitely a guy I would call a new friend. I couldn't be happy for all the success he's enjoying. If you'd like to learn more about Will, you can visit his website at www.willardale.com. You can also find his music and all the streaming platforms, and of course, his new single, Songs in the Dark, is out tomorrow, July 15th. It is so good, and I'm sure will become an instant Canadian classic. Also, go check out Will's Facebook and Instagram sites. They're really good, and I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining me in today's episode. This episode and others can be found on Anchor and all the major podcast streaming platforms. You can also stream off my website at www.iancrochekmusic.com. If you'd like more information on past and future podcasts, please also feel free to visit my Facebook and Instagram accounts under Prairie Town Basement Sessions. That's all for today, everyone. Please remember to take care of yourself and others. And until next time, my friends. <laughs>